are listening to Covenant of Grace Radio, brought to you by Covenant of Grace Ministries in Greensboro, North Carolina. You may also listen to our Bible studies and contact us over the World Wide Web at covenantofgraceministries.com. Once again, that's covenantofgraceministries.com. I'm your Bible teacher, Burley Moore, inviting you to join us now for today's study of God's Word. In our previous broadcast, we concluded with the theme of judgment, judging ourselves and judging others. Today, we continue now in Romans chapter 2, beginning with verse 2, looking at God's condemnation that is described in four principles of judgment. First of all, God's judgment is according to truth. There is oftentimes a deliberate effort with man to hide truth simply because truth hurts. It hurts as it pierces through a sinner's heart. Verse 2, but we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. God's judgment is according to truth. Jesus is truth. And the written word, which is like a two-edged sword, reveals the living word as it cuts into our hearts. One reason why so many rebel against the preaching of God's word is because of the pain of guilt that it inflicts upon our sinful souls. Man cannot cover up the actual facts about himself from God because God knows man's every sin and will judge accurately. God deals with us the way we really are, not the way we think we are, not the way we hope we are, but God deals with us the way we really are. God does not deal with us the way we try to convince other people into thinking that we are. Justice is not always done on earth by mortal man. Let's be honest about it. But it will always be accomplished by God, who alone is the all-wise, perfect, and righteous judge, whose judgment is according to truth. It's hypocritical to judge someone who is guilty of the same thing we ourselves are guilty of doing. Therefore, only God is capable of correct judgment. Verse 3, And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? There are people who will cheat on their income taxes, and at the same time condemn the bank robber. A man or woman may secretly hold thoughts about another man's wife or husband, and condemn the harlot on the street. Because we're all sinners, There is no escape. There is no escape from the judgment of God except the way of Calvary's cross and the substitutionary death of the Lord Jesus Christ. God often delays judgment on the moral man in order to give him an opportunity to repent of his hidden sin. Verse 4, Or despiseth thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance? And long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Only God can grant a repentant heart. And we need to come before God in repentance. That's turning from our sin. Turning to God from our sin. 
The word despise literally means to lightly consider or even have contempt for something. And in this case, it's referring to the riches of his goodness, which is nothing less than the common grace of God upon humanity. God's forbearance describes his mercy in the withholding of his judgment, although it is deserved. There's not a one of us that doesn't deserve the judgment of God. The fact that God is long-suffering, which means he's patient, demonstrates God's grace and mercy upon a humanity that thinks nothing of it. Many lost people are presumptuous, thinking that God is satisfied with them. And the longer that God delays his wrath, the more confident sinners sometimes feel that they will totally escape his judgment. To despise the goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering of God is to assume that there is no room in his goodness for his justice. But in order for him to be just, he must punish sin. The purpose of God's patience is not to let sinners get by with their sin, but to lead them to repentance. A presumptive attitude regarding our sin leads to a hard heart. Verse 5. But after thy hardness and impotent heart, treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. The longer repentance is rejected, the harder the heart becomes, and the harder the heart, the more severe God's judgment. Treasurest up. Treasurest up is a banking term that speaks of storing up, saving up, or adding to our account of God's judgment. The longer a sin, the longer a sinner goes without repenting, in other words, the longer a sinner goes without having an impenitent heart, the more he deposits into his account of future wrath. Or in other words, the more of God's wrath he accumulates on the day of his final judgment. Very little thought is given today of God's future day of wrath, but it's coming. I promise you on the authority of God's word God's day of wrath is coming, at which time he will separate the sheep from the goats and the wheat from the tares. Unlike the modern court system and many human judges of today, God's judgment is fair. God's judgment will be righteous. It appears that there will be various degrees of punishment in hell, just as there are going to be various degrees of reward in heaven. God's judgment, then, we see is according to truth. But then we also discover in verse 6 that God's judgment of sinners will be according to his deeds. The deeds of every man will be judged by God's righteous standards, not by your standards, not by my standards, but by God's righteous standards. Verse 6, who will render, God says, who will render to every man according to his deeds. God pays no credit to a person's family connections. He pays no credit to one's prestige. In other words, to his pedigree or to his prestige or to his history, to his position or to his class in society. Doesn't matter if you're high class, low class, wealthy or, or poor. 
God pays no credit to a person's connections of that sort when it comes to passing judgment on the soul. Matthew 16, 27 reminds us and puts it this way. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man. He shall reward every man according to his works. It makes no difference as to one's earthly pedigree, but it makes all the difference as to one's spiritual pedigree. Are you a child of God? Have you been born into the household of faith through the power of the Holy Spirit? Do you know what it is to have your sins forgiven? Do you know what it is to be washed in the blood of Calvary's Lamb who came and became your substitute for sin's penalty on the cross? There is an expression that goes something like this. Time will tell. Have you ever heard that? Time will tell. And that is certainly true with how one lives his or her life. Time will tell. Genuine evidence of the new birth. Genuine evidence of the new birth conversion to Jesus Christ will be witnessed over a period of time as the convert lives out a consistent Christian, listen to me, fruit-bearing life. Once again, I take you back to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 7. Listen to verses 16 through 20. Jesus put it this way, Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Jesus made it very clear, did he not? By their fruits ye shall know them. Most churches of today count professions of faith by a person walking down an aisle, whereas it should be counted by the way a person proves his faith by his works. From Scripture, we know that sinners are not saved by their works. We're saved by the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, but a Christian will bear evidence of his salvation by his works. Doesn't James make that perfectly clear in James chapter 2, verses 17 and 18? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. And then jumping down to the same chapter in James, verses 24, 25, and 26. Ye see, then, how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. And once again, what James is talking about we're not saved by our works. We're saved by the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. But we give evidence of a saved life by the fruit we bear, by the works we do, by the life we live. 
In other words, if a person professes to be a Christian but lives like the devil, we have no reason whatsoever to believe that that person has had a transforming encounter with Christ. Now, if a person, I'm not saying, I'm not preaching sinless perfection. Christians can sin, but Christians cannot sin and get by with it because God will chasten sinners. Our justification before God is by faith alone, but our rewards in heaven will be distributed according to our works. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 11 through 15 makes that explicitly clear. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon us this foundation, gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Thank you for joining us in today's Bible study. You may contact us and listen to Covenant of Grace Radio by looking us up on the internet at covenantofgraceministries.com. I'm your Bible teacher, Burley Moore, inviting you to tune in again at this same time each week. Until our next broadcast, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all.